Totally. Did you guys have any ideas about the family structure? Um, not beyond what was your truth. Yeah, and if you're trying to, if we're trying to be like, okay, what's the arc of the family for you, London? Like, with your ultimate goal, like, it's sort of like the middle goal is like, okay, I can finally buy my mom the house. But then the ultimate goal would be, like, you know how she said, you said she's never asked you why you went in. Yeah. Mm. Like, like is the, and what it would be like the, the perfect ending of your arc with your mom. Because mm-hmm. the middle buying a house is just the material shit, which obviously is a goal. But like, is it to tell her what finally happened? We never find out in the series what you did until the very fucking time you tell your mom. It could be that, it could be that um, one of the things I like just trying to explore it that I desire from my mom, but I still don't know how to get yet is how do we, how do I have that relationship with her? Like I feel inside, but like, I don't know, like, like there's this wall that I put up so heavily because my mom was sick when I was inside. So I did this thing inside, like psychologically, like if I, like if I lost my mom, I would be okay. Like I wouldn't die in prison. Mm. Like I had to train myself. Sorry. Sorry. Um, I had to train myself to be okay with my mom dying. So I became like very, like I just didn't feel shit for a long time. And now I still know how to turn that off. Like, it's it's not as natural, like, with me and my mom like it used to be. And, like, I had all these ideas of, like, fantasies of what are, like, are coming together, what was going to it be like. And so far, it, like, hasn't even been, like, close to that. So I'm still trying to figure out, like, how can I just even get around my mom? But it's like... I don't have, at that time, I didn't have a place for her to come. She went to my uncle's house. Me and my uncle was like weird and we were in different places. And then Sabina and then like, but she's going through all this like psychological shit too because of her medicine from epilepsy. And it's also like, I'm dealing with my own shit. So it's kind of like, you know, so it's all these things. And I just want to be able to like, be a good daughter. How, um, what... So that's on your end, like, so that the role you feel you play, right? Like, you feel like you put up that wall that you've been, you've had a difficult time taking down. What role has she played in the two of you still not coming together? Like, what do you think she's going through or experiencing that's not allowing you two to connect that way? I think she's just waiting on me. I've always kind of been like the mom in our relationship. So she kind of just like goes on like my thing. But I also know that she like carries this weird, well not weird, it's not, it's weird to me, but it's not weird to her. She carries this guilt because she thinks that like she played a role or she like, like she fucked up in her parenting skills. That's why I went to prison. So she holds this guilt. Like, I'm not a good mom. And I'm like, you are the best mom. Because 
you couldn't have maybe gave all this up, but most of my friends' moms weren't even in the house. Like, and most of like, to have an older parent, and where I'm from is like insane. Like everybody's mom was like young, you know? And so we grew up together, but where my friends' moms were like, leave them at their grandma's and this and the other, my mom always had me. Like always, like if she went to a party, I was going to a party. If she was going to the mall, I was going to the mall. Mm-hmm. So I had does this it, appreciation. Oh, yes. Does it feel truthful if it's like first season is arm's length because of the wall you put up, like defense? Like I can, if, I, if I'm inside, I can lose my mom and I'll be fine. And then there's like the guilt that you can't buy her the house. So it's sort of like families at arm's distance. And then season two would be like, buy my mom a house. She comes and lives with me. And it's material, but it's a little bit like um, uh, maybe there's like some tension and some fighting because of she feels like she wasn't she's responsible or something. And you're like, you're amazing, you're amazing. But then like bubbling up shit resentment comes up for whatever reasons. And then season three is actual forgiveness and acceptance. Mm -hmm. And then if she passes away at the end of season three or sometime, you fucking lose your shit. Like the defense all comes down. This, yeah, that's just an idea. That's just a pitch. No, yeah, I mean, for sure, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's real good. And it's really true, too, because, like, it's the same thing we talked about before. Like, I don't know, like, to tell somebody thank you or tell like this doesn't hold weight so i run from people until i can provide something from them right so it's like i feel like i do that with my mom and my sister like my sister calls me crying my sister also like seeing her like going through the same things that like i went through when i was younger and like wanting to save her but like can't save her trying to save myself so it's kind of like everybody just hold on right until i make it like i know you're mad you might think I should call more you might think I should do this more but I gotta do this because me just coming and being around is not gonna fucking help nobody we need to survive we're not gonna be happy if we have don't have a roof overhead I can't fucking focus and do anything if you're fucking crying you can't pay your rent right so even like now like this very moment it's like my mom hates her job and because she can't work in like drive places she does like customer service for this insurance company but talking so much triggers her stuff in her brain and she couldn't find the right doctor and the medicine and everything and then so now it's just like this like when we talk only thing i can do to take away which i can't save her so the only thing i can do is like mom just hold on and i'm like you know mom let's just manifest it and pray on it like this show is going to go through Mm-hmm. And then you won't have to work because, like, my mom lives in the South, so her expenses is no more than, like, $1,200 a month. So I can pull that. So it's, like, just hold on and wait. But she believes in me, and she does. It's not like a my mom doesn't say, no, baby girl, like, I got it. Don't this, any other. She's, like, what she always, like, she's always quiet. She always does the same thing. And she goes, I believe in you. Mm-hmm. What, um, what's your relationship like with your sister? Um, my sister doesn't know, but like she was three when I went in, and you know she was so I was twenty one when my mom had her, and 
her something about her when I was having bad days in prison used to save me like her little voice and she would always pick it up she would always be like I'm like hey baby girl and she like what's wrong sissy like she would just pick it up and then when I was in the drug program one of the counselors was like your sister doesn't even fucking know you and I was like bitch like you know like I just like what the fuck like I talk to my sister in the regular but yeah. then I come home and my sister comes to California for the first time. First, she's crying and she has these desires. She thinks that when her sister comes home, she needs to be saved from the situation. She's feeling all the shit that I used to feel. Who needs to be saved in the situation? My sister. Like, she wants she wants a decent house. She wants clothes that other kids have and stuff. Right. And for some reason, her big sister can provide it. Even though you just got out of the prison. Yeah. She doesn't know, right? And like, you know, I remember How sitting old was she? when I got out of prison, yeah. like, so my little sister is like, she's going to the tenth grade now, so I don't know what age. So, well, that's like four years ago. Okay. I don't even right. And so um, I remember sitting outside of Sabina's house, and she calls me crying. She's like, "Can I just come live with you?" And I'm living in like in someone else's room. And then she comes to see me for the first time, but she's staying at my uncle's house. But I go to pick her up and she's so angry and her mouth is so like fucking nuts. Like before she even gets in the car, like I'm threatening to take her to like my uncle's house. Why is she angry with you? She's grown mm -hmm. and she's tested me. Like I'm picking her up from camp and she's like being like rude and disrespect. Then I take her out to eat and then that's when she lays it on me. She says, I don't even know you. And I was like... Can we get to know each other? <laughs> like, yeah. It's okay. You're good. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah. Sorry. No. It's really funny. Yeah, but it's. It's fine. Okay. Yeah. Can I take a side? Okay. But yeah. But it's like, it's real though. Most people go with it and I always be like I'm just blessed that I see most of like people that struggle with that type of situation even work with their own damn kids you know and then like one time my mom was going to come see me in prison and how I found out is my counselor was walking past me and he's like, Crowdy, I approved of, I, by this time, I never had an in-person visit. You hadn't had one before? Yeah, because I was just so far away, people couldn't afford or just right. didn't come see me. Right. And so he's passing me and he's like, Crowdy, I approved your mom's visitation form. And I remember, I was like, you approved whose visitation form? He's like, your mom. And I remember like running to the phone and I'm like, what is my counselor talking about? I approve your phone. She's like, Oh, he messed up the surprise. I was going to come see you. And I was like, see me what? She's like, I got my tax money. I'm going to come, you know? And I was like, mom, I like begged her. I was like, please don't come see me. Like, I finally figured out how to survive. And you're just going to make my time worse. And then I was like, if you come see me and something happens to you on the road and you die, it's going to be my fault. So I was just like, we can just save this money so we can talk on the phone. Like, just don't come see me. So that's what happened. She didn't come? She listened? Yeah. 
and the phone calls are so expensive we can barely talk like we would just be able to like use a dollar a day so our phone calls and that's how our phone calls are now because we got so used to it hey how you doing are your days going good or hey do you take your medicine you feeling okay i'm good okay well i love you tell sissy i love her all right love you gals bye like that's it we know like and we still do that like our conversations are like because we are on the time you have to pay by the minute that's a key relationship to explore in this show Key, 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 key. That's also another opportunity to cast a particularly well, maybe well-known actress. What? That's also particularly a role that we we can maybe cast a, a really well-known actress yeah. to, yeah, great idea. Help, you know, um, I think just help us get the show made. It's hard though, London, because I we feel that you're like mid-process with this, like still in it like healing it and figuring it out you know so I think whatever you need to fictionalize your it to protect yourself but also going towards obviously the real is um so like there's so much there so emotional but yeah just saying like we recognize that this is fucking intense and hard and there's a lot it's all of our mother relationship is always so no matter what you know what I mean so like I don't know I just was I we all are here and like how hard how just how emotional it is thank you I appreciate that and it's also like healing too you know oh, and yeah. I I want to like explore however like like please like push me to dig deeper because I feel like this is just bigger than me. Like if we're going to do it, even though it's funny, like people should really kind of like, like I've never. Yeah, really no, that's seen not. A movie. That's real. That was yeah. mad. That's that was very real. Yeah, like I want people um, to like. And it's and also and like sure mad people, real. mad people experiencing that. Yeah. Yeah. You know. But no, like prison shows, like I really not like see capture that. Not at all. Not at all. As you we were talking, I was like, and you know, this is too early to make these kinds of stains, so I was like, oh, that could be a bottle episode, just her and her mom. I mean, you could literally, like, you really, if you were really being ill, like, I don't know how you pull it up, but you do a bottle episode that's just, like, phone calls. Mm, <laughs> yeah. that's so cool. But that's really hard to pull off. Because mm. <laughs> it's so... so One minute phone calls. <laughs> but that'd be <laughs> ill if you, if you could pull that off. We uh, totally do it. I think there's something... And I, Frankie, I feel like you were kind of circling this. I think there's something that feels really truthful about like everything that you and your family buried for the nine years that you and I have talked about a lot, like, and you know, like not getting to grieve your grandparents properly, um, not getting to be there for life milestones. Hi. All right, did you need some help with something? Yeah, we wanted to try to airplay that laptop. Because it, 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 to me, it's, it would have to be also like intense because you're going to hear from their, like their plan. They're like, you know, from their angles, like, fuck you, you were kind of, you lost yourself before you got locked up. You were being selfish. You know, you were in prison. Okay, but like, you know, some of them were like, you did the crime. What could also be interesting is if, your relationship with them was going off the rails before long before prison and you didn't even realize and you always use prison as like oh prison's the reason that it went off the rails but you know if you say you were 
you know, with this guy and you changed and your mother said, right, you right, right, right. I mean, you said your mother said yeah, you true. changed. Yeah, saying it's true, actually. You said your mother <laughs> said you changed before prison. Yeah. And then she said she got you back when you went to prison, yeah. which is crazy. And you, mm -hmm. and, and you think it's cr crazy about that is that she got, she said, which I think is, you really should put in there. That the, I got you back when you went to prison and we barely spoke. Oh, We'd yeah. only speak for, you know, minutes at a time, but she still felt like she got you back, even though she completely lost you. That's nuts. It's great. That brings up the point of in season two when she has fame, is the mom like, it's happening to you. It's happening again. Oh, It's happening again. Yeah. That's great. That's great. That's, That's great. That's great. And she loses her again in season two. Yeah. You know, which yeah. may be part of the reason why she's like, ah, this isn't worth it. Fame. I actually don't want fame. Oh my god, that's so yeah. good. get a feeling that she's finally at peace with her mom's death mm. like I think we've always talked about like grief and what you missed mm -hmm. being a thematic thread in the show I think there's something really beautiful that at the end of the season you're forgiving yourself and forgiving letting go of all that you lost and all that everybody lost by you being away well, I'm really gonna need you all to help with this for now. <laughs> we'll get there. So season, but healing happens not in season one though. No way. Season, yeah, okay. I was just making sure not to pull it up there. <laughs> no way, not till season three. <laughs> Yeah, you don't even like start a. Even think about I that. Think, yeah, I don't even know when we, like when mom's like really around. Yeah. Yeah. True. Like that separation, I can't see her. Right. 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 Fifty mile you probably, radius. But you probably you you wait. What do you mean? You can't travel outside like a certain radius, so you can't like. But can she come see you? Yeah, she can come see me, but she has to have the funds and the help right. to come see me. Right. right. And then, like, yeah. I mean, it may, it may be the kind of thing where, like, y'all talk on the phone and then she does come see you. Mm -hmm. You know? Because I think, I think, especially knowing where this character is going, the mother, and that, how big a, big a relationship that's going to be and how integral a character that's going to be, we're going to want to cast someone mm -hmm. who. Uh, yeah is great and can also probably help get the show made mm -hmm. but that might mean so that so that means we we're going to want to build them in so that in season one at least they have like a meaty episode and yeah. e even if periodically yeah like you know look you could shoot their phone conversations you could shoot one side of them over two days you yeah. know and then like 
you know, and then uh, actually have the bottle episode. But then, like, season two, they become more present, and then season three, they, they're really present, maybe, you know? Yeah. Um, There's something interesting about She's like the she has the uh the most like the most beautiful heart I've ever like like met in my life. Like just like a little bit about like just knowing her character. Like growing up, we wouldn't have shit, like nothing. Like I would like wash my clothes in the tub because I would feel guilty for like using electricity. Cause I would hear my mom crying at night. We'd have shit, but like my friend down the street was getting abused by her aunt and like would come live with me like come live with us like we don't know how we're going to eat but no child should get abused like that is like my mom living projects and a lady gets kicked out with her two kids and like we're in this like roach infested two small bedroom apartments like come live with us you know and like that's just like we're so opposite but we're so you know and she like looks like Tisha Campbell. She reminds me, and she hates that. Just let you know. Really, from Martin. Yeah. Um. So how did Uncle Beaver come into this? Like, come to be such a character on the show? Like, well, how did that even come about? Because um, that was the only way how I got to California mm-hmm. is using my uncle's address, got and it. that's when he. Like told me I could come live with him, and then back up. He was like, "Nah, sorry." Right, right. And so, yeah. Right. So he doesn't necessarily need to be to be a key, be a character in this, you know, in this new version. Other than like, you know, he's a he says I'm gonna show up for you, and then he doesn't. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. it, and, and then it's like. That's pretty. In my opinion, yeah. yeah. There was like this theme that we talked a lot about. Like this idea that people kept telling London, or the message was like, stay in the middle, you know, like don't call attention to yourself, don't try to be anyone more than just like you get a job, you, you live your like real simple, small, small, like live really small. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think when we were like talking this show up. We're like, oh, Uncle Beaver could be part of that sort of like mindset, um, which we definitely don't need to have him be that. But I do think that idea is like a thread that feels interesting because Dottie is ambitious. Mm-hmm. Agree. I mean, you definitely know that the COs probably say that before she leaves. The the probation officer says that. The person who's running the center she's staying at says that. There's probably yeah. like somebody there who's who, like a friend of hers who says that, uh, you know, people are probably saying that, saying that, saying that. And then she meets this 
teenager who's like, nah, don't fuck that shit. Like that's she's living the opposite way. And Dottie's like, yeah, that's what that's I what I need to be. Yeah, I, I need to be like her. Because all these other people yeah. are saying that like they don't seem happy, you know. Oh yeah, and that's honestly. Because they don't seem happy. That's not a happy thing to say. No, they weren't. <laughs> I feel like no one was really happy that was saying that to me. I feel like it was also competitive a little bit. They want you to be as miserable as they are. Yeah. Yeah, like even now, honestly, I wonder if my uncle is happy at the heights I'm at. Probably a combination of like he is happy and proud of you, but he's also maybe you know even if he doesn't register, a little bit jealous maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like what you were saying yesterday, Frankie, about freedom, and then you were saying, and you know, if as part of the season arc, it's like getting, she gets to a place where she's just keeping her head down and living in the middle, Mm -hmm. but realizes that that's paralyzing and realizes that that's not freedom. There's probably a person on her job too who doesn't like the attention she gets, who also is. Yeah. Oh, that's really interesting. Sabina was... That's going to be really... That's a really interesting character now because Mm -hmm. this is a person who resents you, Mm -hmm. is also in love with you a little bit, and wants you to live with them, and mentor their kid, and potentially hook up with them. I'm her husband. Yeah. That's an interesting character who's like... That's... I never thought about her resenting you, but that makes her even more interesting. Yeah. That's another good role. That's a great role. My sister-in-law was doing a character thing for Sabina, maybe. Like, she does this thing where she, like, her tone to me is, like, laughing at me. But it's, like, you're fucking crazy. Like, that's kind of, like, but, but, like, it, it is, like, like, she's so rigid. But it's not like she's a cunt to me. She's just kind of, like, um, <laughs> like, oh. I don't know. There's, like, this tone that makes me want to really punch her in the face. But it's not like mean. It's really just like, um, like it's tinged with judgment slash jealousy. That maybe could be a fun thing to give uh, Sabina. Like, isn't she so special and crazy? Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Like, just kind of like that kind of tone. I wonder who, uh, I mean, it's a great role. I wonder who, who, uh, how old, how old is... Oh, yeah, that's right. We have a major... That's right, we said Jamie Lee Curtis. We have major cast attached. Jamie Lee Curtis. I forgot. I forgot. But that's so interesting. I, it's so funny because She's when you say scary. resentful, I think someone closer in age to you. Yeah, that's what I... It was weird. Like, just in a, a, like a quick example, that's I That's why I got car. confused. I was like... I just started. I was yeah. like, oh, that's... I forgot. It would be like the weirdest things. Like, say, for instance, we... Need, she was driving Lyfts and Uber and like working at the social justice center and we both needed cars, but she didn't have a car. And so she was like, Oh, I'm about to get a car. And here's my friend that can like help you too. Like she wanted, you know, this, that, and the other. But by this time I had met a guy, Tadashi major, who was like doing this stuff. Like, you know, like while her guys were like, you know, put this penis in your mouth, like, Tadashi was, like, coming to bring me, like, tampons and, you know, and stuff like that. And then he helped me get my credit up. And he's the one who put the down payment in my car. So she gets a Hyundai, right? And I get a 
the I get an Altima, a Nissan, and it was tension in that. Like, because she felt like my car was better than That's her. And I was so like, funny. it's kind of like a Hyundai, a Nissan. I don't know. It's like the same kind of, right? It's on the same family. And then, like, she wanted to start her own nonprofit, right? She was going to take the model that, like, me living with her. And now she was going to create a, a, a organization that was going to be even bigger and, like, better than this model that was introduced to her with me living with her, right? And she wanted me to be on her board. Because she needed formerly incarcerated, right? But I was by this time I was seeing like how spastic a little she was, and I was like, "This is amazing! I support you, but I don't want to be on the board." And when I tell you, she got so fucking angry at me. Mm. I was like, "Sabina, it's not that I don't believe in. I support you. I just have different dreams." And she's like, "People like I remember her being in the kitchen and everything. She's like flinging shit everywhere. She's like." People have to hustle out here. You see me. Don't you know that I've started about 30 businesses. You can't just put all your eggs in one basket. That's not how it works. And I was like, why don't you ask your daughter to be on the board? Like, I just don't want to do it. And but it was like, that was like starting to be like the downfall. She sounds like borderline personality disorder. She, yeah, cause she, like she was like molested like by... 10 people in her life. Her mom was like 400 pounds uh, stuck in the bed in the house and treated her like a piece of shit after her brother that but she always wanted her mom's approval so like every day she's like going to pay her mom's rent and that's why she was driving the ubers and stuff taking her shit and everything but no one no one ever loves sabina not even her daughter so she was just really looking for love how old was she sabina is probably like mid-40s I, I like her being younger. I think so too. I think yeah. so too. Maybe you guys. May, I, maybe it's Amy Poehler. Mm. She know. can be. She can be grounded. Maybe too sketch. It's a little I too sketch. Be. I gotta see who that is. <clears throat> and also, the, like I think, I think also like. She just, nothing about her seems poor. She was. She was like Boston poor, Amy yeah. Poehler. She was like working class, kind of like, well, like, not like South poor, but like basic, like suburb, lower middle class. But, but I also feel like, you know, once you've been poor for like 15 years, like, it's hard to tap back yeah. in, you know? You know what I mean? Like, Jamie Lee Curtis, even though she's not remotely, I could still see yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why. I just could see it, you know? Me too. Like, somebody that's a super... I'm picking up on this thing with Amy that she's like, doesn't want to be in front of the camera because she thinks she's fat. And I was like... And like she feels like totally cheated on and fucked over by Will Arnett. And I think I was like, oh, she could tap into this like thirsty, pathetic energy that I think she is has experienced, like going out of the limelight. Um, that I was imagining that, but also like like there's some rich women like Jennifer Garner, like I would never believe you as working class. Like never. 
But I think it's also a hard thing because I know it because it's like this hard thing for a lot of people who go into this business, a lot of white women were never really working class and they can't pretend. I think you can't. Yeah. It's just you. But whatever, we can figure that out later. But I think younger yeah, younger's is right, good. I think yeah, right. Yeah. I think younger is definitely right. Only reason, like, I love what Frankie just said about the patheticness and everything. I don't know, when I hear that description right there, like, mm-hmm. overweight and everything. I'm going to show you guys a picture, Sabine. I have one. She is like that. She started selling tea with me because she was trying to, well, you know, lose weight herself. Mm-hmm. And there was this thing. But then when I see also Jamie Lee Curtis, I also see, like, this class and, like, like she can show up like just by her look she can show up like this but like behind the scenes her life is like mm-hmm. this like wicked mess i don't know what is the water fountain oh there's one right there and then the kitchen is like all the way around but the water fountain's right, right. there anybody want to i'm good thank you i think i might order lunch though People are interested in that. I'm still like, buttery. You're still buttery. Frankie, do you remember the name of the place you got lunch from yesterday? Um, let me see. I just went on caviar and put in coffee shop. Sabina's not the ED. Hold on a second, I gotta take this side. Haha, <laughs> no. Just kidding, but not really. <clears throat> we were just talking about this place we're all gonna go to lose weight. <laughs> <laughs> you leave the room and we become extremely girly. <laughs> I think where we left off was asking where do we want to end at season one. Yeah, so, and we kind of dialogued a little bit about, like, 
getting to the place where she's quitting her job. Mm -hmm. That feels like one we want, right? Well, does she need to? If if her job is a springboard into the fame thing, then does she need to quit her job? Is it enough to just lose her home? Maybe the... Yeah, go ahead, Frankie. No, I was just thinking, we've also, like, had different ideas of what the job is in London. Like, when you were working at Ahimsa, you were going into prison, but when you were working at the one with the children, the thing in the name, that was, like, the other thing. The Taina, like, there's been, like, oh, I feel like maybe it's worth talking about exactly, like, what, you what do. this justice yeah. center is. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a good point. It's a good point. Um, The first half, as, as getting the stipends, I just did paperwork. Whatever but what was the home. place? That oh, that place. Legal services for prisoners with children. All of us are none. It's the same place. Oh what? What do you mean? Yes, like that's the one where the ED was uh, formerly incarcerated, and he like took it over. Like uh, I don't know some weird story from these other women, but he didn't really. We didn't really help. We don't help kids, but that's just the name that has always been. And then he created All of Us or None, which is an organization umbrella to that. But that's where people really think of us, of like All of Us or None. Mm-hmm. But on the building is legal. You know, I work for legal services for persons with children because it the longevity of what they did in the name. So, mm-hmm. so first going there is like just doing their paperwork, which was insane. And then um, I became a policy fellow. What's that? where I would like go and like work on bills um, for like that help like move like uh, voting rights and stuff like that. So I learned like what it is a bill, like going up to, um, you know, the Capitol and like how to testify and all this other stuff. And in this time, like when you say you're working on bills, are you using your experience and kind of like being a spokesperson for, you know, incarcerated women to build a profile like what do you what do you what are you doing specifically like when you're a That's policy a fellow so yeah i'm like working on bills that would the actual organization is sponsoring because that's a huge thing right we were talking about yesterday like voting rights so like the organizations will like oftentimes try to like co-author a bill because if that goes through then it, it it's status for the organization right. but so i will work on whatever the organization was going through, but then also other people would like call on me uh, or call on the organization like, hey, we're like, like they're lawyers. They don't work with any formerly incarcerated people, but they want to pass this bill, but they need uh, a formerly incarcerated person to help push it through, like to testify on it. Mm -hmm. So for like example, the first time they did this with me, I didn't even know what the bill was. Like Sabina wrote out my script for me. So it's basically like, this other lawyer that like, oh, I need a, I need a person, a formerly incarcerated to make my bill. So I'm just doing, say, I don't even know what the bill is really about, what it's going to help not do and everything. And I do, I go up there, I read my script in front of everybody. And first they didn't even like, they skipped over me because that was fucked up. They, the guy thought that I didn't look formally incarcerated. So he was like, oh, I didn't even know that. Oh, go ahead. Right. And so I'm talking and then what happens is after you testify, people can make public comment, like whether they oppose it or they support it. And then all of these like black people get up and they're opposing the bill. And then like looking at me like, 
like we oppose you yeah and then i get stuck in the elevator with them like it was just this, that's like, really interesting fucked up you know weird shit but then from there i then i asked them can i uh, create a communications position mm-hmm. i'm just gonna before you continue just mm-hmm. pitch the throw away it. that story is an interesting one mm-hmm. you being stuck in an elevator is interesting and you having an exchange with them that somebody films and then posts to social media yes yeah. i think that's something. the end of the season it's something oh think, the end of the season well oh, i think I see her kind saying. of like viral moment mm. her taste of fame mm. should be the end of the season that's a great idea i think you're and right. maybe it's right when she's about to quit like, I'll never get famous. No, not even. No, it's right after she gets kicked out. So she's oh, yeah. homeless. So she, so she feels maybe mm-hmm. it's like she's struggled in the past to sort of talk about her experience and just like kind of because remember this person who came home, authority, like yo, stay small, stay small, stay small. You know, even though people see it at the job, people are like yo, you're funny, da da da. But she, it isn't until. She admires this girl. Mm-hmm. She's, she, we're building towards it, but then she gets kicked out. She loses her home. She's homeless. Okay. She's raw, and she just fucking goes for it. Yeah. All these people, like, they shit on her because they have the power. And then she's in the elevator, and she's like, no, fuck you. Or maybe she doesn't. Maybe she blows it. But then she gets in the elevator, and she's like, I'm going to speak my truth. It gets filmed. Mm-hmm. Blows up. That's great. Yeah, homeless. She's homeless, but she's famous. At the end of season <laughs> one, she's homeless with burgeoning fame. You know. When you were you well, when you got kicked out. No, but you didn't. You had a place to stay. I don't think you should have a place to stay when you. Yeah, when I think you, that's like totally better. <laughs> yeah. When you when you first get out, is that what I mean? No, no when you. Yeah, uh, I'm losing with end. Sabina. Sabina kicks me out. She should. Yeah. She should. You know, lose her crib. And I don't know, and you should have no place to stay. Right. But and you then should that's, be famous. Right. And then that's also, too, like, season two, we can bring in, like, you know, dating for housing almost, maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's real. Yeah. While being, while starting to get a little famous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you, well, you'll get in. Did you date for housing? No, but like at first I was like that's what a lot of like mostly all most people do that. Yeah, and then like mostly the, I've heard of that. I've heard, I know dudes. Yeah, done that. and then the women we get like it's like a it's expensive. Yeah, what are you gonna do? Sorry, I gotta check this. You know so you were a policy fellow, and you described what that was mm-hmm. right, and then is that that was the forty thousand dollar a year position? Yes. Okay. Then I. It's only a year, policy fellow is only a year position. Mm-hmm. And within that policy where too, like your year fellowship, you also have to learn like how to be an organizer. And then the second year, uh, they decided they want to keep me, but I didn't want to do policy anymore. So I convinced them to not only give all of us a $2,000 raise, but to create a communications position for me. That's to perfect. Be a communications basically, fellow. Basically, it means yeah. you're a spokesperson, yeah. Well, yeah, I would do whatever. Like I, I was just figuring it out because they didn't know, and I was just like, I was like making up like media. Yeah, I was like, I'm gonna show us how to get to. Why do we only have three hundred followers when Initiate Justice has eighty thousand? 
because we're not doing it right. Even though I didn't know how to do it, but I was like convincing them, you know, and then I would like go take pictures and be all around. It makes like, perfect sense for mm-hmm. season two to her, it, to like strong arm a position out of the viral moment yeah. and now be the communications, head of communications, you know what I'm saying? Would it make sense as a policy fellow if we wanted to do the thing of going into male prisons? Would that make Would you... Would you do that as a policy fellow? Would you do that? Fellow? Yeah. Yeah. You wouldn't necessarily do it as a policy fellow, but you're just going to do it when you're called on because you're formally incarcerated. So there's always these opportunities. Like and they're like, get in. We need you. Yeah. And what are you doing like, there? Like, group. What are you doing to get there? You, you said you're, like you're leading a group? Like a Most times. Group. Like you're leading a workshop kind of with incarcerated individuals? Yeah. So it's like different ones, different things, right? So it's like some people go in like like success, success stories. Like, oh, I'm formerly incarcerated, but I'm out here doing this and everything. Like, believe in yourself, you mm-hmm. know? And then there's other ones where it's like support. You know, like we're going in there as like support. And then what I was actually going in there was this program was strictly for um, um, men who've committed some type of sexual crime. That's insane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was because, like, it was part of a HIMSA, which the whole thing is transformative justice, mm-hmm. which is totally different than, like, being in policy. That's why I feel like, mm. like, it's, it's like a whole different organization, right? It is. But I wonder if, like, an organization like a HIMSA would need people who are formerly incarcerated to, like, guess or something, but probably not, because transformative justice is just, like, its own process. You probably, you have to be trained in it and everything. But maybe we don't have it to have, don't have to have it be about men who are abusers. Or someone else in our show could do that, you know? Like, we could see that if we want to show that. But, like, my friend Daniel teaches meditation in prison, and that's, like, I don't know. That's like part of. I don't. There's like so many ways to get you in or get a prison. In. Get you in a prison. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. too, like like say for instance, like at Ahimsa, which is a restorative justice organization. So that was after I left LSPC, I went to then I went to Faith in Action. I forgot about Faith in Action. Faith in Action was a hilarious kind of like moment because I was so desperate to get out of LSPC. And I found this job listing with a nonprofit, but it was like, you're going to be responsible in helping clergy members like organize and this and the other. And I didn't even know what clergy really was, right? And then Ken sees it and he's like, dude, you want to fucking like help preachers and priests and everything? But I had already submitted my application. I was like, I guess so. They called me and they called me, right? And then I had to go through this strenuous process of getting hired, but then they ended up hiring me. And then it was like this prime thing because I left like LSPC. It was like this kind of like toxic, like how I left them. And then I go from 40,000 to making 70,000 a year. Wow. At um, Faith in Action. But Faith in Action was like, that was super short lived because it was like, it was the same shit that I wasn't like the the ED was like 
like horrible to women I felt like and but he was like a preacher and everybody was just like praising him because you know who he was but that who what his title was instead of what he was actually doing mm -hmm. and I just didn't also to just being honest it was this traumatic thing that happened because like you know how on the east coast it's like the Latino is dominantly like Puerto Ricans, Colombians, Dominicans, and they almost like I feel like how I grew up is like you never like guess somebody's race, you know, the Latino, and they almost kind of look down in the Mexican community. I felt like, but out on the West Coast, it's straight uh, Mexican, and I didn't understand that Mexicans didn't like black people, and there'll be like we'll be like on like Zoom calls, and they'll be like saying like black roach in spanish and shit mm -hmm. like when the person was talking and shit so i was like whoa so i left that organization and then i went to restorative justice and i convinced them that i knew how to do restorative justice when it was very new to me like i'm like reading articles on it and now all of a sudden i'm going into prison and these men who've been in there 20 30 years i'm expecting to almost be like their coach mm, got it I, but i i wonder if there's a way to like change it up in the way that you did. I don't know if this is right, but like, cause the restorative justice piece is kind of so fascinating. Yeah. To be like, you fucking rape yeah. this girl, but like, we love you and we forgive you. Like restorative justice isn't just like loving and forgiving. It's like also keeping people safe from the harm you could do again. What do you need to rehabilitate? What do we need to keep ourselves safe from the harm? Like it gets, but there, there is also, like, obviously that's not funny, <laughs> but, like, there's, I think, potential to have humor, and it's just, like, such a wild concept to a lot of people that it's probably going to be fun to watch. And it's also wild to go, get out of prison and have to go right back to prison for work. Yeah. That's crazy. So I do, I do think it's possible, maybe, that she looked like, when we talk about her policy position, we ha we're, we're going by that name, right? But... There's, you can't convince me that she could have been doing, couldn't have been doing restorative justice and then been asked to testify in front of whomever about her experience being incarcerated. Yeah. And really all we're looking for is her to have a reason to have to testify about her experience. And maybe that's something that she has to do periodically in addition to going into the, to the, you know, the prison system and, and, and interfacing with, you know, incarcerated folks. So like we could, Cole totally do both and just make up a position as opposed to having I love a, that. you know? And also, like, it's interesting, London, your real perspective of, like, do I even believe in this? Right. You know, like, having to go in there to pretend because you want your paycheck, but you're like, I don't actually believe in abolition. But then ultimately, season three is about self-forgiveness, which once you have real self-forgiveness, you can forgive everyone else. Right. Mm -hmm. I love that, like, I was honestly exploring that, uh, just a pitch maybe, is that we see the confusion. Remember, like, at the beginning, too, we said that we was okay with bringing up stuff without having a solution mm -hmm. and having the audience arrive to their, yes. you know, their own whatever. So yeah. maybe it's really uh, common if she was, like, embedded into the policy thing, like, this, this Justice Center, right? Because that has so many layers and things that we can play with because there is, like, honestly... So I don't know if you can like relate to this, but it's like this nonprofit. They might start off as like one thing, 
but to get funding then they do like 20 different completely, things right completely and we should kind of like portray that to yes. make it realistic like we yes. save kids we, <laughs> we give out bicycles we right. like teach right. microsoft right <laughs> and so and then and then like someone you go in the prisons right and then no, some yeah. like she could get these extra money right they're like like that's oh. how people offer it to you they'd be like like, so even my friends come to me like, hey, do you want to go into the prisons, uh, the women's prison? We go in, it's like a one-time gig and we get $200 stipend, right? Yeah. And I'm like, hell yeah. Then I go into the women's thing and I'm like hearing these stories and then I get the same offer for the men. Oh, you can go into the men and then you I... Get, and maybe you get a little bit more if you go to the men. I get a little yeah. bit more and yeah. then I'm stuck with these stories on both sides. You just see... I'm, oh, wow. You see that and then... I don't say anything, but you see, it's like how Frankie says, I say it without saying it. You kind of see me acting out in it, like once I, like the. What's really interesting is this idea of going to a women's prison and going to a men's prison, going to a women's prison, feeling one way, thinking, that's how I feel about what I'm doing, going to a men's prison and feeling a whole other way. That is also yeah. a bottle episode. That's so good. That's also an, a bottle episode, like goes into one prison and goes into another prison doing the same thing and has to navigate all that shit yeah yeah that's so good this is gonna be a good show this is gonna be a good show cause like the fact that you could that you could it could you could do all this and it could be funny too yeah. It's really like, so I think it's a hard thing to say no to. Yeah. Um, it's so layered. It's, it's so really real. Layered. Yeah. 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 I'm gonna have Das type this stuff up. Uh, listen to this. There's also so something interesting. I don't know where this fits in London, but like, just getting to know. Miss Susan, who like started a new way of life, who's like, like walks the walk. Right. But she, she's like complicated because so she's this like legendary activist icon who has this organization in LA, you know, and in London, I went over her house and I met Susan completely separate from meeting London. But getting to know her a little bit, like she is like, she really does walk the walk. Like she's like, she's like, I don't know, her, her organization gets like, it, it, they spend $18 million a year wow. just to stay up. Yeah, so she gets all crazy funding. So I just remember what, when London, when you were staying with me, we went by her house and she had a couple women over who were formerly incarcerated. One had like killed her attacker and went, got sent away for like 25 years. But there's this thing with Susan, which is like, no one can be Susan and she's 70. She like is retiring, mm -hmm. but no one can be her. So she gets in, this is like a sub story, just if we're talking about like real life inspiration, because it would be so cool actually to maybe use Susan or some people who work there, who now we've gotten to know pretty well. Um, like, so Susan gets in these huge fights with people who she trains to take over but no one can do it like her <laughs> so so there's like no legacy but no so and i don't know london if you've seen that <laughs> as much but it's so funny because she's so no one can replace this her, was this was 
there was a woman that I worked for named Laura Varal who started uh, this organization, Truce, that got bought by, it got absorbed by Harlem Children's Zone. And it was the same thing. She'd been there. I mean, think about it. You start something and it's your whole life. You can't step back from that shit. And I mean, in life, it becomes like their identity. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that's the same exact thing, honestly. So my boss working at LSPC is like, they're like best. They're like her and Susan are like best friends. Mm -hmm. So, and they're both up there in age and they're both going through like, but one the thing that separates them is that Susan is really still in it, in my opinion, where my old boss he's been in for so long that he lost the fight. It's not like that um, that fire is gone and because of who he is, no one tells him that. Right. No one says like, yeah. hey, it's time for you. So we just let so much shit slip, right? right. Go through. Right. But yes, that is like a thing. And yes, I do hear about Susan like doing that. And But I think everybody, it's 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 kind of sad, right? Because it's kind of like, they sacrificed so much. It became their identity. Like, everybody knows their story and everything. And they probably have this thing because it is, like, who can do this like me? And, like, also, who am I? Like, as much as I want to be. Who will I be, be once I'm yeah, gone? The I'm other, so beaten up. It makes me able to think about season two, one of the major conflicts being between the executive director and London because London's becoming the face of the organization is starting to... Yeah. They don't like that, you know? Um, so right. I think that's, and I, I also like the idea of like, you know, different characters sort of kind of, and if you never see this on shows, but it'd be amazing if you did on this one, where like a character who you really didn't really see that much in season one, in season yeah. two is like very, very integral, you yeah. know, like... I That'd love be that really when cool. I'm watching shit because it never happens, but then you're like, man, they knew yeah. episode one that yeah. that was going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I love when that, when I, that. It never happens, but it is amazing when they do it. Totally. That could be interesting. And then, and then like, you know, I just realized, too, there's also, I, I, who knows in season two what happens between Sabina and London because Sabina still works there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. So that's well, also it's interesting, funny if too. we have, like, a Miss Susan kind of inspirational character for, like, the head of the, for the ED, and she is really good at her job. No one can replace her. Dottie doesn't want to replace her, but then Dottie is getting the organization more money, mm-hmm. more acclaim, which also could bother the Miss Susan character. Especially like, if Dottie's starting to try to do more... If, you, if she knows she's bringing in more money, she's a bigger face, she's going to also want to stare the direction of how things are going, potentially. And really, she's getting to a place where she probably should start considering, like, maybe starting her own thing, you know. But she instead, she's like, this infrastructure already exists, not even realizing, I want to kind of, we should do this. And you got, you created your own position. You know yeah. what I mean? Once you create your own position, <laughs> it's like... You know, and you and you're, you not only did you create your own position, but you're like, you know, director of communications. So like yeah. the image of the place you're manufacturing and that probably means you should also be manufacturing the policy, the, the you know, what you all are doing. And that's going to run directly into interference with the person yeah. who created this thing. 
you know? Yeah, well, that made me think of something of funny what really happened. So just to tell you, though, Sabina got fired before me, mm-hmm. like, which was awkward because I was, like, still working there, mm-hmm. and she got fired mm-hmm. because she was just outspoken in that, like, group as well. Like, she couldn't stand our executive director. Mm-hmm. So, like, she would be, she would be, like, sitting there, like, during, like, the staff meetings, and she'd be like, <sighs> and, like, one day she had, like, this silk hoodie shirt on, and she, like, flips on the hoodie. Like, she's this older woman, right? She had emotional problems. But I will say, mm-hmm. just got thrown in the bathroom, mm-hmm. not to cut you off, but that's a clean way to get her out of, make it one season, yeah, and right. you can probably get a bigger actor if it's just yeah, a one-season commitment. So if she quits the job or loses the job, and you have a job and you're living at her home and she has no job. Right. That's also an interesting dynamic too. Uh, yeah. Just you know, money-wise. And when you come back, I'm going to tell you about the whole thing with the communications position. Oh, thank you, Jasmine. I'm just giving you cash. That's okay. Yes, of course. You can me. Did he get a spoon? Oh, yeah, here. How you doing, Frankie? Did you eat? Oh, oh, there you go. I got it. We're Wait. eating here. I don't know what to do. I mean... I don't know about... I don't know. You don't know when you should move? Yeah, or where. Like, can I just go be sick at Jess's? <laughs> Does she care? I don't know. More like, well, I feel comfortable being like in the bed, shutting the door, being like, peace. Yeah. You know, Devin has COVID. She does? Yeah. yeah. I thought she tested negative. Oh my God, we all got it from her one night stand. Which I listened to the episode. Oh my God, how was it? It's so funny. Does she have a podcast she, or something? Mm-hmm. Oh, I have to see it. You should listen to it, it's so good. I didn't listen in a long time, but I was getting ready this morning and I was like, oh yeah, she talks about Ireland. Wait, what did she say? I mean, she basically tells the story of you guys, like, seeing this guy a couple times and then crashing the wedding, which is so funny, and then (laughs) meeting the other guy. And then I almost feel like she kind of holds out, but then says, like, like, she didn't fully say that they hooked up. Or maybe I missed it. But yeah, it says that they hooked up. (laughs) I was actually thinking that Devin and how she was in Ireland, because I never hung out with her like that. Might be a good inspiration for Sabina's daughter because she's such a like slut openly. Like yeah. she's just like she's just like so fucking cool about it and and like open about it and like just trying to have a lot of sex. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, this is funny. Maybe it might be funny for like a teenager who's like. You know, we're like in this time where like mm-hmm. no, you know, no one's a slut. Remember like, when they're just trying to get it. Remember when uh, you said one of the things you first said was that when you came home, maybe you were talking about this when I was in the bathroom. 
when you came home, you one of the things you were shocked to learn was that it was like cool to be a hoe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, and they like like Ken's niece like got caught in the bathroom and everything, and like she's in the ninth grade, and we like questioned her, and she's like, "Are you guys slut shaming me?" Like she's not even worried that she got caught having sex in the bathroom. She's like asking oh her mom, God. like, "Are you slut shaming me?" And I was like, "Oh, that's shit. amazing." I also think it's kind of funny if this this uh, kid mm-hmm. has an OnlyFans account. Oh my god! But you know that scene, yeah. Shinobia was like, I hate to say it, mm-hmm. like where we were so different mm-hmm. is that like Shinobia was cool with it. No, like but she I, wasn't. No, no, she's very cool. With, like I was like she was infatuated with my past life mm-hmm. and like after like we hit the problem, but I never like like that's how I didn't have sex with anybody. Like that's how I remained controlled. Like. Mm-hmm. But anyway, she was like prostituting. Who was? Sonobia. Oh, wow. But like oh, wow. on the low, she was stripping, but that just kind of comes with it. Right. And it was just like a, but she would never say it. I'd be like, Sonobia, please just to set me other and blah, blah, blah. I'd be like, what are you doing out there? And she'd be like, girl. How like old it was she? Be, she turned 18 when I moved in there. Wow. Right. And then she would like walk down the steps and like have like these like glitter, like, you know, and like the thongs and everything. And she would like play, like she knew to get a reaction out of me. <laughs> like I would be sitting there on the couch and I'd be like, call me, text me and everything like that. And she'll be like this. And she'll open her and she'll like, uh, Frankie can't see me. She'll like flash me in her like trench coat and then leave out the house, but like not say anything. She'll be like, wow. wow. And then walk out. Yeah, I, th- but I, I think, think this- if we want mom to like give her have you give her advice? Have Zadi give her advice? It's maybe better if she's like 16. I agree. I think 16 is better. And, and, and it's crazy if she's 16 and has an OnlyFans account. I'm sure it has to yeah. be illegal. But she yeah. probably found a way around that. And she's probably making money. You yeah, know what I'm saying? And she's, probably, and she's probably saying to you, like, yo, you, should, if you, re- you, really, like, you really need to get this money. And you probably, for two That's seconds... It. Two seconds thought about it. I did. Yeah, of course. I mean, you need the money. I didn't have any clothes, <laughs> and here this girl, she's like, "Here's my Gap purse, right?" And she like, and I'm like, "No, this looks new." And she like, "Girl, I'm over it." And then she'll like pull out her Louis bag, right? right? right. And I'm like, "Thanks," right. you know. Yeah. Like it was demeaning, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she did that all the time. I think that's an interesting dynamic there of like, you know, you being. You supposedly supposed to mentor this girl, but she's kind of putting you up on the way the world has changed. Putting you up, in some ways, kind of introducing you to at least a, a version of today's feminist perspective on how to move through the world as a woman, yeah. you know? And like, you're kind of, t- and you're like, believe, you're buying something. Like, you're like, yo, some of this actually, you know, like, this makes sense, you know? Um, and, and you probably like entertain or flirt with the idea of, adopting some of these things and maybe your character like says let me let me just see and catches a a, a humorous bad one you know what I mean? like a, has a makes a mistake that's funny and entertaining <laughs> that like because you say okay no, let me let me get back to right social justice <laughs> <laughs> i could have to sign like a um i mean you should see the i know this is like everybody knows this but like my son is 14 Right, so he was in eighth grade this year, and the the girls in his class are like the TikToks are fucking crazy. How much yeah. body they're showing, yeah. and how yes. they're like, "Do you want to fuck me?" Yeah. And I'm like, 
they're 14. They're 14 on TikToks recording that and broadcasting it. I don't even want to tell you what my sister did. My baby. And these are like little LA rich, like, it's not even. And do their parents know? And what? Do their parents know? I'm like sort of like not like in with all the parents, but what I heard was one of the parents who's like the mayor of the school called the mom <laughs> and she's like super cat she's this really super Catholic Latina mom and like is very much like my daughter's the smartest one and like blah 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 and like she's the one who's doing all that, you know? <laughs> like and like it's so crazy. It's just so crazy because they're all like these innocent kids, but the way they're posting is. They're, like, oh, they're, wait, watching. but are they are they innocent or are they are they posting bullshit or are they pretending to be innocent when they're like out here living? You know, kind I was of- trying to get it from Isaac. I'm like, give me the real on this one girl, and she just got her first boyfriend, and he was like, okay, she gave him head. <laughs> so like. That's like eighth grade, and yeah. what he said. Eighth grade is young. That's pretty young. Pretty young. Parents worse. Pretty young. Yeah. I mean, I'm so scared to think of my sister having sex, but she did do a post where, like, my cousin and everybody called me, and like we had this intervention because she had this TikTok where like he said, "Put it in my mouth." He said he wants to put it somewhere, and she was like, "This in the video." <gasps> and she's like, "Yeah," and I'm like, "Are you?" But, you know, no one no one really comes out and says, yeah, mom, I'm like... Well, today's kids maybe do. Yeah, don't slay me. Isaac right? tells me everything. Like, I have a crush. I really want to kiss before I go to high school. I'm doing this. Like, I found my friend's weed. Like, he tells me everything. And I'm just trying to be like, I'm going to ride this out as long as it goes. <laughs> like, has he, has he so smoked weird. your friend? Has he smoked weed? So, like, he said he hasn't. And I do believe him because they're a little stunted from the pandemic like they did like lose some time i feel like in maturing but they were at a party two weeks ago and he was like mom i found felix's mom's weed stash she left it on the porch like so i don't think i'm like i was like did you steal any of it he said no but like maybe he is gonna like but zach told me my husband told me yesterday that he has like a pack of cigarettes out in the garage that he was like he's like they're missing so maybe he is starting to do shit. <laughs> oh my but, god. But it is crazy that he tells me, like, I didn't tell my mom anything. And he's like keeping me like do you do you stuff. do you tell your son about you? Like I did this drug journey a couple weeks ago, this thing, and he was like, Mom, I that that at another mom's house, like and he was like so they told me you were doing some drug journey. What's a drug like, journey? Yeah, what's a drug journey? Like, it's kind of like plant medicine. It's that like led. Yeah, but it was like some, it was like some pure form sassafras plant, heart opener stuff, like sassafras MDMA. And then later in the night, they did like psilocybin mixed with um, ayahuasca, which I'd never done before. It was pretty intense. I've done a bunch of journeys in the past, and this was a different kind a new a new shaman i person and you're not supposed to call it drug you're supposed to call it medicine i know um yeah i've done okay, i mean I, I i take shrooms and you know uh, yeah i actually have some here i did i have, i i was supposed Don't to take some i was supposed to take some last weekend when i was away i brought them brought an eighth up but then i just it, Chaka, wasn't, the t- I have, it wasn't the day i have like 
psilocybin mixed with ayahuasca that's just for creativity oh, wow. with me. Wow. With wow. Wow. Next time we all get together, we should do it. Yeah. But I did tell him that, and he was like, he just took it in. Like, I'm not trying to lie to him, because yeah. I don't, yeah, yeah, he, yeah, but he also, yeah, I don't, we don't have to get into it, but, um, yeah, I don't think he's done it yet, but I mean, he's going to be in high school this fall, I mean, yeah, it's know. happening. It's happening. It's coming. Yeah. I feel like you said you didn't want food, but then I didn't. No, no, I'm going to go swimming at 3.30. Okay. So then I'm going to not eat till I get back. But also this salad, do you want it? No, wait. wait no, you can it. say yes. Because, I'll, because I have this soup and it's so filling. Oh, it's, what, is it cheese on it? No. Mm, I'm all right. I'm Why not? I don't know. I still want it. <laughs> hey, so cool. want. <laughs> <laughs> I just so want it. Do you want me to order you something else? Mm -mm. No, I'm going to wait till I go swimming. I, on the way back, I'll think about what I want to eat afterward. And, That's and, a bread. No. <laughs> yeah, Can you tell I'm Jewish? <laughs> <laughs> what time is it? 2.30? 2.48. You want to guys want to... No, no, my, I, I don't have the lane till 2.30, so... 3.30? Okay, great. I do think that just two things are based off you are speaking just really quick about the communications part it did get awkward because remember i didn't really know what i was doing and so they allowed me to go to this event and i recorded but i edited on iMovie mm -hmm. and you know at the end it just fit you just put in clips it doesn't like you know but to other people who don't know about it it looks like whoa like she did this mm -hmm. and Ken is the one who like spoke me up like, yeah, London should go to this communications thing and this and the other. So he always like when I got back and I was making a video at the end of that iMovie thing, it just automatically has credits. Uh -huh. And so you just have to like fill it in. Right. Mm -hmm. And so he was playing around. I, I didn't know if he was playing. He's like, damn, you didn't even like, like include a brother. Like, I, you know, I'm the one that spoke up for you. So I put his name and then my name in the credits. But the other stuff was just fake stuff in mm -hmm. there. And then they asked me, I wasn't expecting them to ask me to uh, look at it during our staff meeting. So they played on a, a big screen like this. And so it was all like fun, like in, like to them, it's like, whoa, they don't know what this stuff on iMovie. But then at the end, it says like London and Ken. It doesn't say anything about LSPC or anything like that. Oh no. And that was like a turning point for them. Really? Yeah. Of like, oh. you're making it about you? Yeah. Wow. And I was like, no, I just didn't know what I was doing. I didn't. Wow. <laughs> you know, but yeah. That's interesting. And then I did like the, you do try drugs, like a drug thing, right? It was like, I couldn't wait to smoke weed, but like I was on federal probation. Mm -hmm. But I couldn't believe that weed was legal. And then I first, my first time, which was a penitentiary chance, I went into a cannabis store but I was scared because they asked for my ID and I was like that barcode is going to be like sent to the feds right, right? so anywho I'm in there by myself and there's these gummies and I'm just thinking like I had one gummy prior to this or whatever that King gave me and it was like just cool mellow so I didn't know which one so I was just like just give me this one I'm thinking that if, there, if it's legal it can't be that strong mm -hmm. so I just pick one and I went on like a bad high. Yeah, yeah. 
like just exploring drugs. When um, so like you're on parole for how long before you can take drugs? You can't take drugs on parole. So you you're on probation. How when do you how long were you on probation? Three years. Three years, and during that time, you tried weed for the first time when. Um, when we went into the pandemic, when I found out they couldn't, like, they weren't making, like, house visits because of the pandemic. So it wasn't a, it wasn't a gamble, like, you knew, like, okay, I'm safe now. Then. Well, it was still, still a gamble, like, the, still yeah, a gamble. because they could have called me in for a drug test, and, like, they let you know that. Mm-hmm. But I was like, oh, they probably won't, and then I would just drink a lot of water. Right. Just, yeah. Right. Oh, okay. Just experimenting, like, because... When you miss the things in your twenties, like yeah. like trying to go to the club, like that's why I wanted Zenobia. Like, like I wanted to experience a little bit through her what I felt like I missed. But you had the club before you went to prison. I did, so I was trying to duplicate. Trying to do it again, you were trying yeah. to pick up, make up for lost time. Like I even tried to do that with Frankie. Had you had you <laughs> had you, had you smoked weed uh, before you went to prison? Yeah, I yeah. love. My you love weed. Nine years without it sucks. Yeah. Yeah. None. Lose my heart. <laughs> <laughs> I need water. I'm getting dehydrated. I'll get that. Feel like we can go to season two, but I kind of think the thing we're gonna have wanted to spend time on is the pilot. Yeah, I say we didn't answer Frankie's. Question, the, the note she put for F1. Will she get out or not? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm so bloated. Sorry. <laughs> You're so sweet. I was trying to think if I had anything to offer you, but I don't. I, I have pills all on my. You need pills? I got some pills in here. Oh my god. I'm getting this IUD out of my body. Done. As much as I do. <laughs> when we really break, I need to talk this out with you guys. If you feel what are like, the options? Yeah. You feel a little sick, but you could what? I could go stay justice. We'll talk about it after my break. We don't waste time. Okay. Shaka, we were saying we think we can maybe move on from season one? Yeah, I think so. I think... I mean, Frankie and London, you tell me, but I kind of feel like having the pilot a little beat it out. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Because I think we have enough about, you know, enough about season two to probably return to it and, you know, yeah. things along those lines. But, we, but the pilot is, I think, priority now. Um, Great. I st- so I love this. I mean, I, I think we can, like, put, like, the same thing. Like, everything we know about episode one, like, based mm-hmm. on all of your stories. Mm-hmm. But just to talk about tone, like, I really do love the idea of doing sort of like a high octane Safety Brothers kind of pilot, but I also want to keep the freedom to 
makes tone and genre a little bit in the way that like it does feel fun to still be in even though we're not going to say French New Wave, but like stay in whimsical and playful, that we're not just doing like a standard half hour, that we have freedom of, of tone cross, like, you know, like mixing up the tone. Well, I was actually thinking about that just because I think all three seasons should have a different tone. Great. Have a different style, you know. Um, you know, I just think it... Maybe we're just saying we're like, we don't have to say it, but this is like, we're like, okay, we love, well, I know we love Korean cinema mm -hmm. and, and there's like ways to maybe think about this show. So it's not so like American feeling of like, okay, we're going to do one season like this, next season exactly like this, but more like. It's just like, see, you know, take it episode to episode. Yeah. Know. Great, great, great. Um, and just because it is a big decision, the current pilot we have, mm -hmm. you know, we feel confident about leaving it. We feel confident about moving the story earlier. We feel confident about doing the pilot with a bunch of characters that aren't going to continue in season. Like, where are we all sitting on that? I mean, I, I, think, I, think, it's a, I think based on what we're doing here, we should start from scratch. And I think I'm actually into the idea of, you know, the only person that you see, be, you know, going after episode one in the following episodes is her, maybe her mom, if her mom is, is, is a, a phone call away, you know, mm -hmm. in the pilot. Um, and maybe that's it, you know. Um, I think like, I think that's okay, you know. Like, like just even looking at this, Zenobia mm -hmm. is is the, and you know what else I like about that? You know what? This is actually the thing I like about it the most. I hate pilots because you that set up what that like give you just tons of exposition. Like now meet this person. Now get this, and this is just could this because of you know, the sort of high concept nature of what's happening, like, you know, it's like the idea of like 48 hours or something, like, you know, I think we can get away with it without, you know. Sorry. No, that's it. I think we can get away with it when we, if we know the whole season, like when we're talking about it, like we know where we're going. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, you mean we know in terms of this? This well, we I think we do know we're going in terms of the season. But like, I think in terms of selling it, if you're like trying to no, sell we'll have to on. get the we'll have to be like this is what's happening. But I think you have to put it in the context. I don't think we could. I don't think we could pitch that without knowing what a season looks like. Yeah. But I think exactly. if you know what a season looks like, you can be like, this is this, you know. Yeah. I like have a little bit of sadness. <laughs> throwing out the whole thing we wrote completely. Like, I'm like, is there any way later on in the season you have a, your first 10-hour day pass where we can keep some of that stuff? I don't know if we can. And I'm totally not usually precious. But I was like... I mean, what I'll say is this, like, after you write the... After you actually write the actual pilot, I feel like by the time you get to 
everything else, you're just going to be like, you know, let's just do it. it. Let's just see what this new possibility yields, you know? Totally. I feel like you, you could always, when you get to that place, see if there are things that, you know, you want to pull from that. But, um, I don't more like the concept of like a day pass running out as possibly a premise. Um, yeah, but maybe not. I, I get what you're saying. Like start at the beginning, see if it even is. Yeah. See if you even, if that story even, because, you know, you're looking at what we have here and like, you know, these, you know, you might be, there is a world where like that day pass, you know, like maybe, but I don't know, you know, I don't, I don't, and I don't think that's something we have to decide now. We, you know, that could always wait. Totally. There was another idea for an episode, which I don't know. Cause like, I do think like having things be serialized is what most people want because people are binging. Mm -hmm. Um, so, like, having bottle episodes is what, as, like, creators, we love. And sometimes it's so fun. But to make sure that we're talking about it, like, it's a serialization. Um, but there was also this one idea that we had of, like, people in prison who are not out wanting to, like, re, um, like uh, redo the ta- their tattoos. Like, as a bottle episode, which maybe doesn't have a place here anymore but that was sort of like a fun thing that at least seemed like fun to think about of like going into people's stories we have like a bunch of people and we're like get and we're um covering up tattoos do you guys like that idea or is that not as fun anymore i mean i feel like if we do a anytime we do a ball episode i feel like it should be still within the context of the serial nature of the show like that's why i was like yeah Ball episode about like her going to those two different prisons, like yeah. you know, yeah, like the other the main characters besides her might not be in that one, but it's still moving her character's journey forward. It's still following. It still connects to what happened before and what happened, and it's like you know you're jumping off of that to like you know, and I think. Yeah. I think was there another bottle episode we mentioned? It was one we were talking about, like with mom. With mom, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Like all those things, I think they should. Even if it's a bottle episode, it shouldn't be like Atlanta, you know, um, where they totally different characters. Totally different. Yeah, I think yeah. you know, I think it should be like always moving her forward in some okay. way. Um, yeah. You know, unless we find a character that like we just think is. Like, you know, if Sabina, if we end up casting the right Sabina and, like, we just feel like there's there's stuff to do there mm-hmm. to really make that yeah. person. And even that's moving it forward because it's like, get to know this person a little bit so that later on when this thing happens, it yeah. pays off, you know. Yeah. And it definitely feels like, sorry, um, you've always talked about flashbacks as a big part of the show. And if the theme of our show is second chances and you know, like, it feels like we're going to naturally maybe do like bottle episodes that go to the past and things yes. that like take us, take, take us to Sabina's whatever, like mm-hmm. the root of her stuff. You know what I loved? I mean, we all loved, I'm sure. I may destroy you. Do you remember the one 
about the girl, the the like the white girl who. Oh, oh yeah. my god! That's one of the greatest Look. things I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah. Beyond. Do you see the show? I just it was. I think we had and it moved it, it forward. Yeah, I, I watched a few of them and then you watched it. Yeah, yeah. And it moved. Yeah. And it moved it forward. I we talked. We used to talk about that show a lot. Is like okay, that shows about consent, and you're with Michaela Cole and she's the hero. But like then you do this follow up of this like fat white girl like lied about getting raped, and you're like, what? It's one of the best things I've ever seen. And the gay best friend with his consent, and the best. It's like even their ball episodes. And I think that the gay best friend one, they, I think he just was the lead of that. But right. there was, I think, other stuff. I think in her, in the white girls, the one, it's, it's just framing, her. I think it's just her. I think the framing is the, like, support group. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was a support yeah, group. Yeah. A support but, group. But you go back but you and go. you're fully with her. That's right. Because Michaela Cole was in it because she's in her. She's was the she kid, in it? Yeah, she was in it, right? And a and she childhood version of herself. Yeah. Right? And she was, like, kind of, what her, they were kind of, like, bullies a little bit like mm-hmm. they were like the cool girls then you got to see this like other girl story yeah. it's, it's so it was ju- connected yeah yeah but it was one of those bottles that were connected i think that's the like yeah. that's the Moves um, it forward that should be how we think about our bottle episodes i feel yeah that's great um that show was so good yeah it's amazing i've only watched it once because i can't get back i can't do it. i'm always like i want to rewatch that i never do same because it's just like it's real painful it's pretty rough it's pretty rough it's a pretty rough show yeah it's pretty rough. um 